At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, warmer for the low. Welcome to Love You Las Vegas for Ghost Kiss Hoops with myself, Craig Hoops Peterson, now part of the Beast of Family Podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you. It's a little bit of a shorter one today, but a good one as Ethan Bach, one of the most busy men in college basketball this offseason over at the Portal Report, is going to be joining me. Not only was it rambunctious with regards to the transfer portal, as he does great work over at the Portal Report, as I just mentioned, but the main beat that he follows is. West Virginia, over at West Virginia Sports Now, and as we know, this team just has not been able to stay out of the news. Now, they are dealing with Jose Perez being out full. Jose Perez right now checking in on some of the options that he has for transferring. I know that Ethan put out something a few hours before he actually joined this podcast for the Tuesday morning edition that Perez is right now considering perhaps playing professionally, perhaps re-entering into the transfer portal, latching on with another program after he became pretty much academically ineligible over at West Virginia. So we're going to be diving in there, what his options are. We're also going to be taking a look at the fallout for West Virginia now that Perez is out of the fold and the importance of them getting Raekwon Battle in there. But on top of that, we're also going to be talking about how Kirk Creasa might need to be a super-duper high-usage guy for West Virginia, what sort of style they're going to be playing, a little bit of a lay of the land with the Big 12 as well, with Ontario Morris being out of the fold for Kansas and how to gauge some of these big men injuries, including that of UConn's Donovan Klingon. So we're going to be touching upon that after we have a short break in like a minute or two because we just did not see really anything with regards to college basketball news on Monday, though. We are getting closer and closer, guys. Less than four weeks away from the start of the college basketball season. We've got two conference previews remaining, and then we're going to be getting picks and analysis on all these games every single day within the next few weeks. So very much pumped up there. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at GNN underscore one. Keep in mind, letters ZM, Amy does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciating them from there. You are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five star review. Like I said, really didn't see any news in college basketball Monday. So very short segment number one, but we do have a great conversation coming up next with Ethan right here on Coast Coast Soups with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. At 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, they want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family and Podcast. It is great to be joined by this man as Ethan Bach. He does tremendous work taking a look at the game of college basketball. I know he did a great job all se- off season long taking a look at things over at the Portal Report as one of their main recruiting analysts over there. Does a great job taking a look at West Virginia basketball over at West Virginia Sports Now and Obviously, for those of you that are college football fans as well, West Virginia Sports Now, they do a great job on that front. And to be able to follow Ethan on social media, whether that be old Twitter slash X and what have you, that is at his name, Ethan Buck, and an underscore after that. And Ethan, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Always good to have you aboard, Ethan. And Ethan, I mean, it's not really intentional that I get you on so much, but West Virginia just keeps being in the news. Now they've got Jose Perez out of the fold. And Jose Perez is looking at other options to be able to go to school as it was an academic issue as to why he was unable to play for West Virginia. But what is sort of the follow-up with this? Because I have to think that with Jose Perez being out of the fold, it places so much more importance on Raekwon Battle getting a waiver. And, well, the importance of Raekwon Battle getting a waiver was already at a very, very high level to start with. It all started 
about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks, where Jose missed a couple of study hall sessions. Even though he's a graduate student, he still had to attend those meetings. And interim head coach Josh Eiler gave him an ultimatum, and they ended up parting ways a couple weekends ago. And Jose is academically eligible to play this season. He's passing his classes, so it's going to be interesting to see if he either enters the portal or if he goes professional. Yep, and I know that you were tweeting this out on Monday, the fact that he is looking at his options, and apparently you were talking about this. I know that others have as well. Is there perhaps a path for Jose Perez being able to play college basketball this year if he so chooses, which would be very strange because he was sort of in this circumstance last year as well with Van Anden, but obviously for a different situation, which is with his coach at Manhattan being canned. Yeah, I think the big difference between this season and then last season with Jose Perez is that last season, Jose wasn't a graduate student. He transferred in, obviously, at the end of October when Steve Massiello was fired at Manhattan, transferred to West Virginia within a week, and he had to become eligible for his spring classes. Now he graduates this past summer. He's a six-year graduate transfer, but with him off West Virginia's roster, he could be immediately eligible anywhere. I do think there's a path. It's hard for him to be eligible in the fall, but I think it's relatively easy for him to be eligible in the spring. I do think that this is going to be such an interesting situation because, as we know, the NCAA has been trying to address the transfer portal situation. I know that they put in some new stipulations about a week or so as well. So certainly another situation to take a look at with regards to Jose Perez is joining me on the show. We do have Ethan Bach. He does tremendous work over at the Portal Report and West Virginia Sports Now. And with regards to the makeup of the West Virginia basketball team, how is that offense going to be running? Because obviously Kirk Reese is going to be in the backboard. And if Raekwon Battle is able to get that waiver, he is going to be joining him. But I mean, if they don't have Raekwon Battle out there on the floor, where else do they turn to? Because I have to think that Seth Wilson is someone that they're going to be looking to surprisingly had a really good assist to turnover ratio. I recognize it wasn't in the world's biggest sample size, but I think that there are quite a few people are sleeping on him. But overall, with West Virginia bigger than anything else, in my opinion, as well as the fact that they didn't have a ton of depth to start with. And this is just another blow to that. With Jose Perez and the team parting ways, getting Raekwon Battles waiver is so vital to Josh Heilert's interim season. They have Kirk Kresha. They're going to have to change the offense. He can't go from playing at Arizona under Tommy Lloyd, Sean Miller, and come to West Virginia and play a slower offense. So offense at WV is going to have to be faster pace. Obviously, you have Jesse Edwards, who Kirk Kresha can get into the paint. But yeah, that Raekwon battle waiver is important because after that, you have Seth Wilson, the Coca Cook, Quinzelzinski, and not much after that. So it's going to be interesting for West Virginia. I expect them to kind of cut the rotation a little bit, play a little short, maybe eight-man rotation consistently throughout the year. Right now, the biggest thing is getting battles waiver cleared from the NCAA. Oh, there's no question about it. And just with the makeup of the roster right now, not knowing whether or not battle is going to be out there. And I feel like even if battle is eligible, do you think that this might be a team that they might be looking to go a little bit more down low? Because with West Virginia, what I think is actually a little bit of a good thing for them in this circumstance is back when Bob Huggins was the coach, West Virginia was a bunch that they were willing to just adapt to the guys that they had out there on the floor. Like, when it was Derek Call for Oscar Sheeway, they played a little bit more pack line. They played very much more slowly in recent years. It was a team with Stevenson and company in the backcourt. They were willing to take threes a little bit more. Do you anticipate just based on the way that the roster is shaping up that they might be looking a little bit more down low and they might be trying to slow things down just a touch more than maybe they were anticipating coming into the year? Yeah, I could see West Virginia 
pretty much playing in the front court through Edwards, the Cooks, Zinsky, and have Kirk Kreischer run that offense pretty much the whole game. Especially if Raekwon Battle's not eligible, there's not going to be much scoring on the perimeter. Having a guy like Jesse Edwards who can put up 15 points, it's very much needed for this team. And I expect Kirk Kreisha even on the perimeter to take a step up in his scoring. Obviously, they scored 80, 90 points at, uh, at Arizona. So just going for that faster-paced offense under Tommy Lloyd, now at West Virginia under Josh Eiler, I think Kirk Kreisha's numbers are going to improve as well. Yep, I think so as well. And the biggest thing for Kirk Kreisha is, no doubt about it, just making sure that he is not getting out of sorts. As joining me on the show, we do have Ethan Bach. He does tremendous work over at the Portal Report. And how do you think he is going to be able to run this offense? Because with Arizona... Kreisa became very much a, shall we say, a love-slash-hate player, I think is the best way of putting it, because there were some nights where Kreisa, you would go out there, you would have a triple-double, he'd be absolutely tremendous. There were other nights, typically whenever he was playing against UCLA, in which it was a little bit of a clunker. What is the expectation for West Virginia, and do you think that he could be one of those guys that becomes a super high-usage guy where if he has, like, four turnovers or in a game or something like that, they're probably going to be willing to live with it because, for lack of a better term, from time to time, it might be a case where a bad shot for him might be better than a good shot for someone else. Yeah, he's going to have to have a high usage rate for the Mountaineers. Behind him, you have Kobe Johnson, Jeremiah Bembry as the other ball handlers on the roster, So, especially if Raekwon Battle is denied. So Kirk Kreisha, the ball is going to have to run through him. He's going to have to run the offense. He's going to have to get the ball to Jesse Edwards, Akoka Cook, Quinn Slezinski, et cetera. So, yeah, his usage rate is going to be high this year for sure. And he can't have his moments at Arizona where he's on and off. He's going to have to be on throughout the whole season pretty much. Yeah, I think that's going to be so interesting to see what we get during the season out of West Virginia. And West Virginia, they're not the only team dealing with someone that they're expecting to have in the fold that is no longer there. That would be Ontario Morris. This happened a little bit over a week ago as well. Kansas. And he kicked him off the team based on everything that's going on off the floor. Certainly a less than savory situation. And how do you take a look at this with regards to Kansas? Because Kansas is a bunch that I had just behind Duke for that number one spot coming into the season. And really, I haven't downgraded Kansas yet. I think it's more or less one of those situations to where it's sort of like a precursor slash something to monitor rather than something where you downgrade Kansas because I think that one more injury, then you start to take a look at Kansas' depth and you start to question it because I thought that Morris was going to be a solid role player for them. I didn't think that he was going to be some sort of a demonstrative, like super productive guy or anything like that. I'm not sure how you were taking a look at this, but in my opinion for Kansas, it stings a little bit, but I think that the sting of this is not too bad unless if you see other things happen with this program, like other injuries. Yeah, before Arterio Morris and Marcus Adams left the program, Kansas's backcourt was really deep. And I still think it's, I still think they have depth all around on the team, especially in that front court area. But yeah, now losing Arterio Morris to me, I expected him to take a jump, even though he was transferring up to Kansas from Texas and playing behind Dewan Harris. But now Dewan Harris's role is going to vastly improve. I mean, he's one of the best glue guys in the country. He 
does everything for the Jayhawks. Now you're going to need Nick Timberlake from Thousand to step up as well as one of their best transfers coming in. I think it's a situation to monitor. I'm not going to get worried about Kansas, obviously, because I think Bill Self has it figured out. Yep, I agree with you. As of right now, I'm not concerned. If you see another loss or two, or if you see Nick Timberlake not be able to make that jump from Towson to Kansas, that's when the concern really starts. But I do think that all in all, Kansas still very clearly that number one team out there in the Big 12, a top three team nationally. Personally, I've got Duke a little bit ahead of them. I don't know where you have teams with regards like a way too early top five if you have one or anything like that. But in my opinion, you really can't go wrong with Duke, Kansas. You can throw in there an extra team or two. I certainly don't have any gripes there, but I certainly do think that Kansas worthy of still being a top three team. Yeah, I agree. Kansas is definitely a top three team in the country preseason, if not two, if not one. So yeah, Kansas is going to be an interesting team this year. It's interesting to see Bill Self get guys through the transfer portal, especially the number one player in the class and Hunter Dickinson. So I think the Jayhawks aren't going anywhere. They're going to have a good season and I think they deserve a top three spot preseason poll. Yep, I agree with you there, and I think that this is going to be another bunch that's going to be interesting, and they're going through a little bit of something as well as Ethan Bach. He does tremendous work over at the Portal Report. He's joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops, and that's a team that actually won the NCAA title last year in UConn. Now, UConn is not a team that I'm going to have in my top two slash top three to begin the season, but certainly I think that they're one of the top teams out there in the Big East. I certainly do think that this is going to be a team that, once again, on the national landscape, they are going to be tremendous, but now they are dealing with something of their own Donovan Klingon. He may or may not be ready to go night number one. The good news that UConn has, though, is if you take a look at their schedule to start the year, it's against Northern Arizona and Stonehill with their first few games. I think they've got Mississippi Valley State as like game number three or game number four as well. And I'm not sure how you take a look at the Donovan Klingon issue, but I do think that looking at lower body injuries, for big men like he, Tolu Smith, is going to be out until conference play as well. It is certainly something to monitor, especially a guy like Klingon, who he was very effective when he was out there on the floor last year, but was never really a guy that played north of like 20 or so minutes in any game last year. Yeah, Klingon's injury is vital, especially when you look at UConn's non-conference schedule. Like you said, early on, it's pretty easy, but then you get into Indiana, Kansas, obviously, for the Big East Big 12 battle. He should be back by December into that stretch of UNC, Gonzaga, and then heading into Big East play. But injuries for a big man like him, 7-2, like it's hard to come back from that and not having it linger on over the next few months and years. I agree with you, and I'm not sure how you feel about this as well, but I know that UConn has been saying that the injuries should keep him out about a month or so, and they reported that about a week, which would put him on pace to be able to get back for that game against Northern Arizona. But if you were UConn, would you just perhaps sit Donovan Klingon for those first few games? Because if you're losing to Stonehill, whether you've got Donovan Klingon on slash off the floor, I think that it's very clear that it's probably not going to be your year if you are UConn. And I think that it would just be best because you were mentioning it. They've got that multi-team event, and then they've got that big game against Kansas. They've got quite a few whoppers in late November, early December. And I think that's so much more important for them to have him out there on the floor for those big-time games rather than having him out there on the floor for the Mississippi Valley State game. The non-conference schedule for UConn is perfect. Get him going the first couple games before you hit Indiana and then Louisville or Texas and MTE. Getting Klingon to get limited minutes, I wouldn't expect him to play over a half in any of those first three games. Just get him in basketball shape, get his cardio going, and then then you can kind of ease him into that stretch of Indiana, Louisville, 
or Texas, Kansas, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. And even if it's a little bit later than expected with regards to the recovery period, I mean, just sitting about for a game or two, you've got that option because if you're struggling with Stone Hill, and it's no offense to Stone Hill, a Division II program that fought admirably out there in the NEC last year, but if you're UConn and you're dealing with issues against Stone Hill, that's not great to say the least. And Ethan, I ask you this question darn near every single time you join the podcast, and I always do think that it is interesting, so I'll ask it again. I know you're doing great work getting set for the upcoming college basketball season, and as you've been doing your research over the last few weeks, is there a team or two that maybe you're feeling a little bit more bullish slash bearish on? As you've been looking through, maybe you've had a little bit of a change of heart on them. Any teams coming to mind with regards to that, whether that be to the positive or the negative? Yeah, I'll go back to the Big 12. A team over the last month or so that's really gone up on my power rankings and just stock in general is Texas Tech. I really like what Coach McCaslin's doing coming from North Texas into Lubbock. Getting guys like Joe Toussaint, Warren Washington, Chance McMillan, et cetera. I mean, he's got six guys coming in that can immediately play in the Big 12 and make an impact. And he obviously brings back Pop Isaacs. If he brought back Jalen Tyson as well and he didn't enter the portal and join Madsen at Cal, I think Texas Tech would be creeping into that top half of the Big 12. I think Texas Tech's going to have a bounce back here. I think they're a team to watch out for in the Big 12 this season. I love it. I am someone that has been very much singing the praises of Texas Tech on this podcast myself. I think that Greg McCaslin is a tremendous coach. This is a program that knows about hard-nosed defense with Chris Beard being there a few years ago as well. So I'm right there with you and Ethan. You do such a tremendous job. Take a look at the game of college basketball. You've been one of the most busy reporters for any specific team in all of college basketball. You're in the offseason with everything that West Virginia's went through. So you've been putting in those hours. It is very much appreciated, Ethan. So let the good people at home know it's on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter or X at Ethan Bach underscore as West Virginia season starts to finally come around. Can't come soon enough for you. The offseason's felt like a year. And obviously, still more to come with Raekwon Battles waiver, so that'll be interesting. Then you can also find my work at The Portal Report on Twitter as well. Absolutely. Ethan has joined me a lot on this podcast, somewhat because he does an amazing job taking a look at college basketball, somewhat because West Virginia just can't avoid staying in the news as well. And every single time Ethan joins this podcast, he wants absolutely tremendous insights. He has been really putting in those hours here in the offseason, and his work is very much appreciated. A big thanks, Ethan, for joining me right here on Cuscus Soups, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Cuscus Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is by X slash Twitter timeline at GNN underscore one. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. As per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. It is always great to be able to take a look at this great game of college basketball. We've got two conference previews left, the Pac-12 along with the Big 12. We're going to be doing those within the next two, two and a half weeks or so. And then once the college basketball season gets started in about three and a half or so weeks, you're going to be getting picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. We're getting closer and closer. And I'm with you guys, rain or shine, games or no games. 
because in the offseason, there's a lot of preparation to do, and we're doing that right now. And then once we get in season, the excitement really begins. So appreciate you guys joining me once again today, and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.